We're a unique podcast for families of faith. Produced by parents and pastors who understand and appreciate how hard it is to maintain your faith in a hostile culture. We're here to encourage and support you in the most vital role of all, parenting. If you're feeling overwhelmed and afraid, it's okay. You're not alone. Brilliantly Brave is hosted by two honest and engaging dads with nine kids between them. A road tripper, author, and pastor, Father Brad Mathias, and iShine founder, solo parenting expert, and all-around foodie, Mr. Robert Beeson. Join us each week as we explore and engage with some of the most intriguing, inspiring, outrageous, and awesome parents in the world. This is Brilliantly Brave. Hi, and welcome to Brilliantly Brave Parenting. I'm your host, Pastor Brad Mathias, here in Franklin, Tennessee, and it is my pleasure to introduce uh, a new friend that we've made with the podcast. His name is Matt McKee. He is uh, a pastor, he's a parent, and he's an author. And he has just written a book called Parent Chat, Technology Talk for Every Family. And uh, as a father of three and as, as a pastor in the local church, I can, I can definitely say that I'm uh, looking forward to hearing what Matt has to share with our audience today. Everyone can identify with the challenge technology has made in the parenting world. Uh, there's no one alive who has a preteen or a teen who is not daily wrestling with that. And so uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say to us this morning. Welcome, Matt McKee. Thanks, Brad. Uh, I really do appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. And thanks for letting me uh, at least talk in front of your audience. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. So, um, you know, one of the things that I get to do uh, these days is um, I, I travel around the country. In fact, I've traveled around the world now talking to different parents uh, just about this idea of how to have a healthy relationship with technology. And, you know, like you said at the very beginning, uh, it's one of those topics that no matter what culture, no matter um, you know, what community, no matter like what zip code you're in, uh, it's one of those topics that every parent has to deal with and has to mm -hmm. face. And it's yeah. one of the biggest fears that we have today. Um, at, you know, just as a society. Absolutely. I, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking at how much things have changed in the last five years. Um, you know, just how many more kids have smartphones, not just cell phones, but smartphones capable of surfing the net, uh, with the touch. And so, um, you have to be really paying attention if you're a parent to keep up with the newest threats and, and, uh, opportunities that are out there with technology. Yeah. And it's not just, I mean, you know, if we go back and we say 10 years ago, the iPhone wasn't here, you know, literally 10 years ago is when. Uh, Steve Jobs announced the iPhone and, you know, it's coming up on the anniversary of the launch and all that. And um, but just to imagine the world in which uh, we live in today without a mobile device uh, that connects to the Internet in the ways that it does today is pretty overwhelming uh, to think about. Because, you know, when we leave the home, there are three things that we now all have in our pocket. In fact, uh, the stats are even eight-year-olds, more eight-year-olds will have smartphones by the end of this year uh, in the United States uh, than those that don't, which is wow. kind of a crazy stat. Really? Really? Yeah. So um, whether that's you know an iPod that can be able to be used as a phone, 
uh, because those are being seen as mobile devices now. But yeah, I mean, that's what's crazy is that we all leave the house with our keys if we have them. We all leave our house with our um, debit card or cash if we have it. Uh, and then finally, you know, it's the it's the phone. And and here's a good here's a good example of that. You know, let's say you just leave uh, a restaurant. If you leave the restaurant without your keys and you're driving, you'll notice as soon as you get to the car. You'll go back to the restaurant. You'll go get your keys. If you leave the restaurant and you've got your keys, so you get in the car, you start the car, and you drive off, you'll notice in about 90 seconds that you don't have your cell phone. And you'll turn around the car and you'll go get your cell phone because you'll go, oh, no, no, I'll, I'll go get that. But what's crazy to me is if you have your keys and you got your phone, you'll notice in about nine minutes that you don't have your wallet and you may or may not go back that night. You may go back the next day to go get wow. your money. Yeah, that's so true. You know, yeah. I run a, a preteen ministry known as iShine and we tour each summer and I take a, uh, an SUV full of preteen girls on yep. tour. They sing. And I immediately realized that uh, the, the smartphone addiction rate, the amount of activity that they're experiencing from one minute to the next was so much higher than I even thought. And I'm a guy who reads up on this. I yeah. mean, it was literally hundreds of times a day that they were posting on social media. So this has become the defining issue for a lot of parents. Well, and it is be, it's the big issue because most parents that I talk to and most parents that um, I, I even hear from are fearful. And, mm. you know, you can't parent out of fear. And because technology drives a lot of fear, it's, be, you know, that's the reason why most are saying, I don't know what to do. I kind of give up. I, I can't keep up um, is because they are, they're in this place that they feel like their kids know more than they do. And they look at two year olds that can, you know, use an iPad and they, they find that amazing. But you know, the reason I wrote the book and the reason I talk to parents all over the world truly is I want to give them hope because hope is the one thing that can, you know, defeat fear. So there is hope for all those parents out there going, yeah, I don't know what to do with my 12-year-old, my 15-year-old that is on the phone, that is addicted. Um, and, you know, I, I think it's there are some very practical things that can happen um, that can at least curb the fear that most parents are feeling today. Wow. I know that uh, the concept that technology is changing the dynamic of relationships, uh, dating, um, social interaction is different because of technology. Even the family dynamic is radically changed. Those things are all in flux. Like we're in that first generation where people are still discovering how it's changing things. A book like this, uh, Parent Chat, Technology Talk for Every Family, has got to be helpful for parents in the real time of it, the people who are in the right now are, are dealing with what to do with their kids. What advice would you give a parent today who's trying to find a healthy balance? So let me just go through my story. And I think uh, that'd be a good place to start. You know, three years ago, um, my, my now he's 12 years old now at the time he was nine uh, he goes over, he spends a night with a buddy, they're on YouTube on an iPad, and uh, they're always two clicks away from adult material, but they ended up um, viewing adult material. 
that uh, piqued some curiosity in a nine-year-old that he kept exploring and he kept finding interesting. So um, at nine years old, uh, my son got into adult material. And the way that I found out about that is putting him to bed one night, I, I simply asked a question. What's the most interesting thing that you've seen recently? And he said, Dad, did you know that Superman and Wonder Woman take off their clothes sometimes? Now, as a dad, that truly broke my heart because I knew that he had been exposed. I knew that he had seen things that I never wanted my nine-year-old to see. Mm. And um, that all started with a question. And you know what? I mean, here's the telltale sign of how much technology has affected our culture is that a very popular adult material magazine uh, no longer is producing nude photos. They're saying, no, we're more about the articles now because that's how prominent uh, adult material is within our culture because technology gives us access to it that prominently. Wow. And it's not just about adult material. It's about our addiction. It's about our relationship in reality with technology. So the very first thing that I, I tell parents is, if you really want to tackle technology, you must have the best relationship with your kid possible. And mm. that all starts with questions. And, you know, at nine years old, I did. I asked a simple question. What's the most interesting thing you've seen recently? That opened me up to his world and his eyes, and it gave me his experience. And if I can get parents to start asking questions again, I think that's the beginning of hope. Because here's the deal. When technology is introduced, no matter whenever it is, um, parents always kind of get overwhelmed. When the car was introduced, they didn't know what to do. And it got so bad that the government had to get involved and say, hey, 16 is when most uh, people can drive. I mean, so, you know, will the government get involved someday about how much use of technology we, we have? I mean, I, I hope not. Don't get me wrong. But it is that big of an issue and there is that much of effect that technology will have on us. Now, not only is it driving, not only, um, I mean, but it's TV. When TV was introduced, um, parents had to go, okay, how much TV are we going to let them watch? When the phone was introduced. So it, it's not exactly new. And it's a lot of different principles throughout history that we can apply to what technology is today. And the biggest principle is... You must have a relationship, and without a relationship, then guess what? Uh, nothing's going to go anywhere with your kid, and those relationships start with great questions. Wow. That's a very insightful uh, thought. Um, as, as we look at parenting, as we look at relationships, you know, what is it that defines them? How do we establish them? How do we maintain them? I know as a parent, when, when my kids were 10, 11, 12, getting into sixth, seventh grade, you know, the normal discussion started to go away and uh, there was an isolating thing that started to happen. Um, so this idea of engaging our kids with questions to maintain and establish relationship is definitely a strategy I think that many of us could really profit from. Uh, do you have any uh, context for that. Is that something that you did at the beginning of your day or at the end of your day over dinner? How did you, how did you engage your kids with questions? 
Yeah, so, you know, as much as we like to say kids are addicted to their technology, uh, parents are too. And that's mm. something we had to realize as a family. So the one thing that we had to do, my wife and I, and just kind of the rules kind of set in our house was uh, technology goes off and is put away during uh, dinner time. And we would measure success of our week on how many times we sat at the dinner table without technology. And that is a great time for mom, dad, for kids, for single parents. I don't care what your family structure is, but for a family to sit down and eat together and unplug just during that time and be able to ask questions, then it will, it will change the way, it will change the dynamics of your family. It will change the way you look at uh, your priorities. It will, I mean, uh, first and foremost, if we can get families to do that, I think we're going to win um, big time. The other, uh, you know, the other time for me, just as a dad, is uh, when I'm putting my kids to bed. And still to this day, my 12-year-old, my 10-year-old, uh, you know, it's the last thing of the night. Uh, I'll sit down. I'll ask them for the win of the day. I'll ask them what the struggle of the day. And, and then I'll ask them um, just some other probing question, um, things like, you know, what scares you uh, right now? What are your friends doing? Uh, that you think's hilarious. What are your friends doing that scare you? That kind mm. of stuff. Because here's what I know, and and Brad, you know this. If you whatever your friends, whatever your your kids' friends are doing right now, give your kids six months. They'll be doing the exact same thing. Um, so you know that's just kind of where things are. If your kids aren't leading the pack in some of the different things that are happening, so yeah, uh, it's great to know and. Uh, it's that's one way that you're going to build trust and build a relationship. Yeah, I I'm thinking about the the typical family structure and dynamic, whether it's a blended family, a solo parent, or a traditional uh, family. the The amount of space that we have in our lives that's not scheduled is pretty slim. Uh, so the idea of creating uh, time or space in your schedule that's screen free. The idea of not having uh, a smartphone or a TV or a radio on, um, I, I know that is just as simple as being intentional, like actually just sitting down with your spouse and saying, we've got to do something to create this space in our family's life for us to engage with our kids without the distraction, without the other voices that come with media. Um, I have a question for you. You said you you really uncovered this sort of insidious uh, presence with your nine-year-old of, of seeing adult material online. What, how did you respond to that? And what, if a, if a parent out there has had a similar sort of a wake up that, that their youngster, their preteen is, is somehow getting in, involved with or has been exposed to adult material, how do they, what advice would you give them on how to police that? Yeah, so there's a couple different things uh, that I did. Uh, first and foremost, I, I told my oldest, his name's Patriot. And I said, Patriot, um, yeah, this is something that I'm never going to yell at you about. This is something that uh, we're going to take very seriously. And uh, it's something that we're going to get through together. Because this is something you're going to have to deal with for the rest of your life. Um, because it is. It's just something that's very prominent. So... Um, you know, that's the first and foremost to say that I'm here, that you can trust me, that I'm not going to blow up and, 
um, that we're in this together. So, you know, that's um, whether it's starting off and explaining to him that right now I'm your accountability uh, after you, you know, setting the expectation of after you turn 18 and you're off on your own, that you're going to need other accountability in your life, uh, not just around this subject, but multiple subjects. And so we had to, at nine years old, we had a very grown up conversation. Mm. Uh, and that's, uh, you know, it was before I expected it to happen, but I'm glad that it did. And the other piece to this is um, it sent me on a journey. And that journey was, I, what is the best solution out there that will help me tame technology? And what I found was there, uh, there's quite a few companies that were launching and a lot of different things. And one of the things that I've had the privilege of doing is starting companies and helping fund companies. And, you know, it's, uh, you can call me a serial entrepreneur. So uh, I went looking. I went looking for the best solution I could find and uh, ended up finding a little company that hadn't launched yet. Uh, and that company is called Circle with Disney. And mm. Circle um, is a, a little box you put into your house that helps you monitor, filter, put bedtimes, put time limits on the Internet for all of the, all of the devices in your home. So uh, I was very early on, actually, before Disney even came on board with Circle, and, and I said, hey, how can I help? Um, so I've been on their board, on their advisory board, uh, for over two years uh, because I said, hey, we've got to help out as many families as possible. So there is a technology solution that helps uh, me uh, you know, make sure that all the devices in my home uh, are filtered and safe without adding any more software, which is really kind of cool. And then there's also the relationship aspect. And that two-prong approach, I believe, is what, you know, three years later is why my son at 12, year, 12 years old says, um, Dad, I want other kids um, not to see what I've seen. And he's become an advocate um, wow. and he's become empowered. So, you know, that's, and without that approach, without that two prong deal, I would say uh, we'd be in a very different world today, uh, yeah. just with family. Well, that's, that's a very practical um, uh, opportunity for parents who uh, either have already experienced this, like you have, where they've bumped into kids getting into, into content that they're not supposed to be in, or just the balance that they're seeking in the home. The idea that you could actually install something like Circle and it would monitor and manage uh, for your home just the exposure points and, and length duration of exposure that kids would have on their devices. I think that's an amazing tool. Uh, how, would a, how would a parent find that? Is there a website they could look up for that? Well, you can actually go to any Best Buy or any Target uh, today. Uh, you can also go on Amazon. Um, it's uh, widely available um, all over the United States. In fact, um, it'll be in 20 countries. So if you have international people, it'll be in 20 countries uh, by the end of the second quarter of this year, which is pretty exciting. How, uh, that's great. So how expensive is this and how hard is it to set up? Uh, so the whole idea was how do you help, uh, you know, Circle calls it the chief home officer. Uh, normally they're not the technology person in the family. So how do you help that person, um, you know, set up something very easily? 
so in three steps, um, you're up and running. It's, um, it's unbelievably easy, which is uh, the number one thing that we've seen uh, from families. It's $99. Uh, $99. You don't have to um, upgrade your router. You don't have to do uh, a bunch of those different things. Uh, literally, you plug it into the wall and uh, you launch the app wow. and you're off and running. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's pretty slick. And then, you know, the crazy thing is uh, they also, uh, Circle just launched um, mobile device management. So the same rules that you put into your house on the box, um, you download an app to the phone, to an iPhone or an Android phone, and those same rules have to, the, the phone has to apply. So whether it's even over 4G or LTE, um, so parents now get to see all the different activity and they get to have better conversations, uh, is what I, what I like to say. Wow. That, that's an economical answer to parental boundaries, uh, for the, the average parent. I know a $99 investment to know exactly what's going on with your kids and, and balancing that out in your home is, uh, is a really fair and and affordable opportunity for most families. So, wow, I, w- I will not only encourage that right now on air, but I would also uh, blog about that. Um, I have a blog called roadtripparenting.com, and I know that the the readers of my blog are, are constantly bumping into these areas of technology, and they're just not sure how to respond, you know, what is an appropriate response. And usually parents will look around uh, their sphere of influence. So they'll talk to other parents and say, well, what do you let your child do? And when did you let your Susie or your Johnny start yep. to have this experience? What advice would you give a parent who's just not sure what is the age appropriateness of technology? So, you know, for me, it, it comes down to the freedoms that you let your kids have and do. So um, it, one of the tweets that um, I, I just kind of put out recently, uh, and it was kind of a joking deal, but it's kind of reality. Uh, most kids get an iPod at age seven. Uh, most of uh, kids are getting a smart device at age 10. Um, many kids are getting their first kind of prepaid debit card at around... 12, 13, uh, they're learning to drive at 16, and they're not moving out of the house until they're 29-ish, right? So um, that was the joke of the, of the text. But <laughs> you know, the, freedom, the freedom aspect of all of that. No, I, here's the deal. You know, I get the question a lot. When do I give my kids a smartphone? And I say, whenever you feel comfortable as a parent uh, letting your kids go off by themselves, uh, whether that be to the local ice cream parlor or whether that be down the street or whatever that is, whenever they're off by themselves, is that's probably a good time. Mm. Uh, so if that's 12, awesome. If that's not until they're 14, congratulations. Um, I mean, that's uh, to me, it's a freedom question. Uh, at what point are you saying that you're going to give them more and more freedom? And one of the things I, I, I learned, and I'm a big fan of Reggie Joyner and Uh, Reggie kind of taught me along the way, as parents, we move from uh, authority to influence. And authority means I can set the rules and you have to abide by my rules and, you know, I have authority over you. And influence means I get to impact you in a different way or I I hope to at least encourage you to abide by those rules. And, um, you know, so that's a freedom issue there as well. 
And with technology, the same things are going to go. Uh, there are going to be times that you're going to say, you have to abide by my rules. And with the expectation of, at some point, I'm just going to influence you and you're going to be off on your own. Yeah. And, and ultimately, that is the struggle of all parents. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is this age where your child in adolescence begins to develop their own identity and independence separate from you. And you want that to happen, but you want to do it in a way that's safe and and uh, would ensure at least the presence of biblical values in the formation of their beliefs. And so uh, technology becomes this wonderful thing and a scary thing all in one breath because it can help to form and reinforce uh, your biblical worldview and it can undermine and, and erode it. So I think for Christian parents today, this is a significant, if not the most significant discussion uh, that they'll have with their kids. So thank you for writing the book. Thank you for taking the time with us and our audience today. The book is Parent Chat, Technology Talk for Every Family. And I uh, certainly sense there's much more where uh, this came from, that you're a prolific thinker, a prolific writer. I want to make sure that our audience knows how to get a hold of you. Your Facebook, um, maybe, and, and Instagram could you just quickly tell our audience how they can get a hold of you? Well, I, I don't hide very well on the internet. So put in Matt McKee, M-C-K-E-E. -E. Uh, normally I'm number one that pops up in Google search, uh, whether that's my blog, mattmckee.me, or um, you can go to parentchat.com. There's a bunch of different ways. I live on the internet sometimes, uh, uh, even you know, when I don't, I, which means I need to unplug more and more. Yeah. Well, I mean, we need people like you. We, we, as parents and pastors, are looking for trusted you know, voices uh, and, and helpful guides to navigate this turbulent water that is technology. We're just, you know, I've heard the term, we're not digital natives. So I'm, I'm in my 40s. I'm not a digital native, but I'm fluent in digital. And so my kids and other people's kids are digital natives. And so the way they look at the world, the way they experience the world is so different than any generation before. We need people like you out there advising us. And so uh, it's a heartfelt thank you for what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that, Brad. And thank you so much for letting me, on, uh, letting me be on your podcast today. All right. Well, God bless you. Uh, for those who are regular listeners, uh, we are appreciative of your support and encouragement. And we look forward to joining you next week. God bless. Parents, remember, even if you may not feel brilliant or brave, you are. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed. I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. 2 Timothy 1, 7 and 13. This podcast is a service of iShine Ministries and the Tween Gospel Alliance. All rights reserved. Donations to Brilliantly Brave are tax-deductible at iShineLive.com. Review and subscribe to this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, or on our webpage. And read our blog and connect with us at WordPress at BrilliantlyBrave.com. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brilliantly Brave. What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. 
For parents and for pastors, that's a frightening experience, especially if you've got an 11 or 12 year old. At the iShine Ministries headquarters, this became a huge priority in the last year. We partnered with the Tween Gospel Alliance to bring you a brand new resource known as the Shock and Awe Study Guide. And I'm here with one of the co-founders of this entire program, Robert Beeson. Can you tell us what is the Shock and Awe Study Guide? It is awesome. More than that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> The Shock and Awe Study Guide is a super cool thing that either a parent can do with their kid or a youth pastor can do with their students or a children's pastor can do with their students. And here's the cool thing about it. It is apologetics for kids. Wow. So it's the really huge evidence and thoughts of apologetics wrapped in a way that is really tangible and simple for kids to understand, answering four primary questions. And they are, what if there's a God? What if the Bible is true? What if Jesus is who he said he was? And what if I'm part of that plan? And we believe if you can answer those four questions and you are drawn through evidence proving those four questions, that really it's gonna, it's gonna establish a pretty unshakable foundation of faith. That sounds very helpful, especially if you're a parent or pastor and you're concerned about the condition of your child's faith, what they believe, what the voices of culture are telling them. If that's you and you're interested, go to ishinelive.com and check out in our web store, the Shock and Awe Study Guide. It has a digital cloud video base. So it's four studies in a small paperback volume for $9 and it has four videos that go with four studies. It can be done in a weekend, it can be done over a month, or it can be done bi-monthly, however you need it. It is a fantastic resource that I have used as a pastor in my own home church, and I have been impressed. So, check it out. Check it out.